0: Greetings, everyone. Hello. And welcome to Rolling with Disadvantage, the D&D podcast where we won't be playing D&D. As always, I'm your host, Tyler.
1: Co-host Till, reporting in.
0: RWD is our podcast where we argue, debate, and scream into that void. We got another month before that's going to happen. About D&D 5th edition. Feel free to join the conversation by tweeting us at RWD Podcast. Uh, you know, I don't want to really be on Twitter anymore, all things considered.
1: You giving up on Twitter?
0: You know what? no one en- I don't engage with anyone. It's my fault, really. Um, what's the point? That's my question. What's the point?
1: I don't know socialization. I don't want that <laughs> if I I, I, I I hit that weird part in society growing up where social media wasn't the thing yet. I was right there. I was just I was just a couple years off. Otherwise, I'd be all up in social media. Yeah. But yeah, as is, like, I just have no interest in, like, I just feel like it would take too much time to get into it.
0: I had a MySpace, wait, I got, I had a MySpace as a teenager, of course. Yes. Got on Facebook at the age of 17.
1: Because you had was, to have a college email to get Facebook. Not, that's,
0: that's when I got Facebook, when they stopped with that requirement. That, yeah. They got rid of that requirement, and that's when I got on, approximately when I got on Facebook um but then you know twitter came along like i don't care i have i mean i have an instagram i don't really use it that much but personally i think i might be experiencing depression
1: <laughs> yeah i i have a strong feeling that you're experiencing depression we'll we'll we can yeah. talk about that o- o- offline so i have I'm a feeling like, you're going through something right now
0: i'm just like whatever man and 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 it's winter now so you know the sads i don't have sads but maybe sads will get me this year, dude. Maybe it'll be
1: great. I feel like like, yeah, you 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 nine nine percent of the time don't want to talk to people or be around people or all that. But I feel like the problem is that you're not actually getting that one percent anymore where you get to socialize with people and that's killing you.
0: Vibe check. Vibe so. check.
1: <laughs> like the only people you interact with on a regular basis are small people, so
0: yeah and i digitally interact with you guys oh i'm taking my over shirt off because i'm hot
1: oh well it's gonna be awkward the headphones oh yeah and oh it's just all kinds of messy now
0: oh, look i got a dragon on this shirt though
1: clearly you're no kind of cam girl
0: oh why because the, the messiness with which i took that off yeah
1: yeah yeah you didn't make me work for it at all no,
0: no my only fans is free because it's horrible <laughs> uh okay speaking of sexy Speaking of performances. Yeah, we're moving in. or continuing our Tasha's conversation today. We're going slow. It seemed like people enjoyed it enough, uh, what we were doing last week, so we're gonna keep it up. I hope everybody's Thanksgiving was good, you know. Blah 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 blah. But if we're going alphabetically, we got a bard.
1: Blah 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 bard. Blah
0: blah blah bard. Yeah. Bards. Tasha's bards. Tasha's Bard's of hideous sc- laughter. Let me scroll to my notes here, my Google Doc notes. Excuse me. Why now, Bard's? I'm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. talking about Bard's, and like, I think we like bards I think you and I like a good Bard.
1: Yes, always, always, and forever. I feel
0: like there's always a Bard in the party.
1: Bard is Bay,
0: and everybody, um, is almost always-, always a Bard in the party.
1: Yes, cuz exactly. everybody likes the elves. performing. There're there no bards in the elven campaign.
0: Uh that feels true. There everybody likes an an artificer per- instead. Everybody likes performing. That's a thing.
1: Everyone now, likes to roll a performance check. Very yeah. few people actually
0: like to perform. Yes, that is correct. Now, uh I forget uh one of our players, Jesse was a uh, he was a bard. He was an orc. He was Nathan Explosion. Nathan Explosion, yes. And I believe he part of the YouTube clip that he would play when he performed was a bird singing "Down with the Sickness." Yes, that was the greatest. Yes, yes. One. I yeah. love. I love that. Yeah. I love a good bard, right? So, what does Tasha's do to a bard? What horrible, ungodly things, unspeakable so, things?
1: Uh, first thing was they expanded the bard's spell list, which I have no issue with.
0: You know uh, what? I, like I have a note like... on that. Go ahead. Quite frankly, yeah, I am surprised that these weren't bard spells.
1: Right? That's what I was going to say. I'm like, why wasn't Heroes Feast and Telepathic Bond and Mass Healing Word, like, why weren't these just straight-up
0: bard spells to begin with? How was Enlarge Reduce not a bard spell? Yeah. Like, wait, wait, wait you're telling me bards can't, you know, command make big, can't make it bigger?
1: Like, at, at a very basic level, command should be a bard thing.
0: Yeah, so I was kind of shocked. I saw it, I was like, wait a minute, you're telling me these weren't bard spells? I mean, that shows how little I play a bard, but they felt like they should have been. So, this, so as much as we, I talked shit about optional features last week, um, I'm digging on this one, because this feels like this should have been there all along. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, you know, as he gets higher, prismatic wall, prismatic spray, you know, why weren't those fucking... Not that so gets that, my
1: question for you, as I am currently, uh, who knows for how much longer, but currently playing a bard Bird. that used uh, Rary's telepathic bond as part of the magical secrets. Can I trade out that for something else now?
0: I think because I made you so upset in our last session, I'll allow it.
1: <laughs> you did not make me so upset. I mean, you did burn down my house, but that was not you. <laughs> that was not you. <laughs>
0: Oh, man! yeah, I could spend like so many episodes talking about last session, but we won't yeah, um yeah i don't I don't see why that's a problem. I mean, we could talk about all this honestly in session uh tomorrow tomorrow yeah. tomorrow, tomorrow, um, because everybody might have little things they want to change, but uh, the next one magical inspiration, mm-hmm. okay, I actually love this,
1: yeah, I mean, I don't have issue with expanding what bardic inspiration does at its
0: base. It, this should have been a part of class from the, to begin with. Mm-hmm. However, it does make other subclasses who have Bardic Inspiration features feel bad, man. Like, oh, but, your Bardic Inspiration feature is yeah. you get to expand Bardic Inspiration. But it's like, now everybody's got a little expanded.
1: Yeah, see, I, that's exactly what I said. I said, I feel like it cheapens the College of Valor's ability to add Keepen. inspiration to weapon damage.
0: Cheapen is the word I was looking for, and I could not summon. It, yes, yeah. it, it cheapens it a little bit because it takes what was, frankly, a unique class feature um. Not that this is doing that. It's not doing that, right? It's doing it's, it's else. doing
1: its own thing, but at the same time, it's in the same vein.
0: Exactly. It makes it uh, it makes it less unique. Mm-hmm. So I'm on board with this, but it makes some other thing, other bards a little sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then Burdick versus Ah, <sighs> uh, yeah. I know. I know how you I'm, feel about it.
1: We we talked about this when it was just Unearthed Arcana ideas. Um. And it's like, like so our first two, the Artificer and the Barbarian, didn't have any issues with versatility. So I didn't really deal with it. But then as I was looking through Bard, Cleric, Druid, um, all these people with all of their stupid versatility, even the fighter gets martial versatility. We'll get to that eventually. It's like, you know, why why plan or commit to anything? Just change whatever you want, whenever you want. Who gives a shit?
0: I knew you'd feel that way, and I feel that way as well. It it allows you basically to be freed from your past mistakes. Yeah, right. You don't have to plan in advance. You can just whimsically do shit. And now, oh, I don't have yeah. any problem replacing your skill expertise. Like, I—that's the one
1: thing I had a huge
0: issue with. Really?
1: Well, oh yeah. So let's say that you took expert. You built your character, and you took expertise in stealth because you were expecting everybody else to at least be somewhat able to get around. But everyone decided to be a, a heavily armored character and now your stealth is useless. It's like, well, okay, then I'll just stop being good at stealth and I'll be good at something else. The only, I reason, I th-
0: the only reason I think it's fine is because, again, this is every like four levels you could, take, you could do this.
1: Well, so you get expertise at second level. Right. So really you have two levels uh, the first time to be like, ah, I made a mistake. Okay. And then it's every four levels after that.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe that particular that first window is a little bummer. But repl- so, I don't like replacing the cantrip. Again, that feels like another class's ability that you're just getting. hmm Right? Because, well, so, first of all, you're already able to replace cantrips when you gain new spells. I don't think you are. Oh, wait, am I thinking... No, hold on, let me take,
1: I don't on. think you can ever trade out cantrips. Yes, you, can. you can trade out other spells of spell levels, like... Like, oh yeah, you can mm-hmm. trade
0: out known spells. That's what yeah. I'm yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But you can't ever trade out cantrips, which is why this gets added. Um, and I think a quick point, like you, I, anyone that does homebrew campaigns, doesn't see how this works because obviously our homebrew campaigns take place in a two-month time span. We'll say from level three to level twenty. Like sure. it's a quick run in all yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Whereas in organized D&D play, which is where I feel like a lot of these rules come into play, there's at least 10 days of downtime in between individual adventures. Right. So the idea of you changing out your expertise over the course of 20 days, as opposed to the course of two days, uh, maybe seems a bit more plausible, I should say.
0: Yeah, it feels more appropriate. Um, and I, I just did double-check. Yeah, I was thinking you can replace your known spells. Now yeah. you can replace your cantrips as well. Yes. So it feels like it falls in line with what you could already do. But there's not already there's not a lot of cantrips anyways. Uh, so I feel like you should have been making an informed decision from the beginning. Again, I don't really like the versatility. I think a lot of people do, though. Probably a lot of people do.
1: Yes, yes. We are definitely in the... I actually was talking to my my Monday group about... Not necessarily this exactly, but just what Tasha's brings and the idea of all this versatility and able to change all these things. And I was like, I hate it. I hate it. Hey, and they're like, why? And I'm like, because you don't have to try anymore. You don't have to think anymore. You just live in the moment. And I don't like that.
0: Yeah, it it feels like a little bit of a different game. Um, A different
1: game. That's a good way to put it. It feels like a different game than the one I've been playing for 15 years. It's
0: kind of a separate discussion, though, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's go into the uh, what do you call it, college, college
1: of... of creation. Thank you.
0: Yes, exactly that.
1: Um, this doesn't what... feel like a bardic subclass, does it?
0: I. It feels like a lot of different things combined.
1: Like it feels, uh, it feels like an artificer or subclass, or even like a wizard school, but it doesn't feel like a bard thing.
0: I can forge domain or forge domain, yeah. Ability yeah. to create stuff. Yeah. Right? But the first ability, the Moat of Potential, I like this a lot. I like that it
1: adds a layer of strategy to the use of Bardic Inspiration by the person that gets the inspiration.
0: Yes. Uh, It definitely does. It it makes it so much deeper uh, of use. Now, that is to say, only the ability check one feels good. Attack roll and saving throw feel like, meh.
1: I, I like I, I like the saving throw one, um, it it I don't know the ability check one it, it's just fun it's just like yay it's advantage um, on
0: your inspiration
1: yeah yeah um, but I like the saving throw one just I like the idea of it that you you just you suddenly you were about to fail your save but you suddenly made it and soft music is in the air and you gain some temporary hit points on top of making your save.
0: And that's but just... you might not make the save still.
1: If you waste your Bardic Inspiration and don't make the save, then thank God you have those temporary hit points.
0: Yeah, it's okay. The the attack roll one at level that, three at level three that's... is fine. Mm. But anything after that, it's like okay, this is trash. Obviously it
1: actually gets better because the Bardic inspiration die increases. Yeah, but it's still at level three. D- yeah, at level three it's a D yeah, six. Great. You do six thunder damage.
0: It's only ever going to be single digit damage, though.
1: No, it could be a 12 or 10 or 12.
0: Okay, it's not
1: going to be those things, though. It can be. okay. it's not going to be. Thank you.
0: And it's probably only going to be one creature.
1: Yes, most likely.
0: Right? So one creature takes maybe 12 damage. But
1: again, you add a layer to the inspiration. Like, okay... My, bar- my Barbarian's about to run in there. I'm going to give him this. When he attacks, he can hit all these little guys and the big guy at the same time.
0: Right. It it does. It, it adds depth to the ability, which I think is really then, fantastic. Then, of
1: course, you have to count on your Barbarian making the smart choice, which doesn't happen.
0: No. Mo- so, mode potential. I give it two thumbs up. Love that.
1: Yeah, like it. Love it. Can't get enough of it. I feel like the next couple things, you and I are... This is where our actual conversation is going to happen because... I have a feeling that we're going to disagree and fight about this stuff. Go ahead. Per-
0: performance of creation. Yes. Uh, it's This is like the Forge Domain creation, mm-hmm. but better mm-hmm. because you can make big things eventually.
1: You Sure. We'll say that's why it gets better. Go ahead.
0: No. Well, there's another. I love it. First of all, the, the gold piece requirement. Mm-hmm. You don't actually have to have gold. Nope. Right. So the Forge Domain cleric has to have physical metal, often coins, to make a mm-hmm. thing. Um, you can make uh, uh, it as this is an action, right? To mm-hmm. do this, not an hour, yeah. I believe, is the forge domain thing, yeah,
1: or after a long rest or something, yeah,
0: it's an hour, uh, downtime activity, uh, and then I think it only, it only lasts a certain amount of time. Hold on, I don't know if to yes, yes, uh, the
1: number of hours, equal the bonus. yeah, yeah,
0: so the, so the forge domain, he's you're actually making the physical thing, mm-hmm. so it lasts forever until you make mm-hmm. something else, mm-hmm. um. Whereas this is ephemeral, but it's it can be fucking large eventually or huge eventually. It can be you know super but, expensive. Go, go ahead, sorry. Um, you know, I that it, 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 once you guys have fourteen, I think fourteenth levels where it really kicks in. But I think this is kind of just a fun ability.
1: Absolutely, unequivocally agree. The item itself, you actually create the item. You can. It's a physical thing you can use. You said ephemeral, and I don't want people to think that that means ethereal or anything like that. Ephemeral like it doesn't mean ethereal. I know. I'm, but I guarantee you, people out there are going to be like, "Oh, I, that, that means it doesn't exist, right?" Hold it on. actually exists. Well, this physically... is an
0: oppor- This is an opportunity to expand everyone's vocabulary. Ephemeral means it only lasts x amount of time. It will vanish after time. Yes. Ethereal means intangible.
1: Yes, but it. So just clarify. This is physically there it physically exists you can hold it touch it use it so my question to you and i feel like this is where we're going to differ on this one could you create a spell component with this
0: uh non-magical item of your choice yeah gold piece value of the item can't be more than 20 times your bardic level so if you're third level it's 60 Medium or smaller. Glimmer softly. For examples, you should see equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting question. One non-magical item of your choice. Very interesting. Rules as written. Yes. And the reason I ask that be- is because
1: at 14th level, you suddenly can create True res diamonds.
0: Dude. Everybody. The 14th level creative crescendo. Your brain went a totally different direction. I did creative crescendo. At first glance, you're like, okay, this is fine. But when you spend time with your brain on it like you just did, suddenly this is a crazy ability.
1: Unbelievably powerful.
0: You're no longer limited by the gold piece value in creating items with performance.
1: You can create any non-magical item. You can create a fucking huge diamond, a actual huge diamond.
0: Now let me look at uh, the item must appear on a surface that can support it. The item glimmers softly and a creature can faintly hear music when touching it. So it, it it is the item, but it also has a glimmer and some music. So it's like a diamond. It's a real diamond plus glimmer and music.
1: Exactly. Which means I could sell it for even more.
0: And it disappears after. Hours equal to your proficiency bonus. So you level fourteen. What's your proficiency bonus? Then four, six. At fourteen, it's five or six, I think. Okay, so you know hours, 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 hours.
1: Oh yeah. Nasty. I've already teleported away after I sold the thing.
0: My brain went to well, at 14th level, I could make like a fucking ballista and bolts or a boat. You know, yeah. Like I could, you could, I could even make a boat. I could even make a boat. <laughs> you know, like the creative crescendo. It's not a. It's not really a combat ability, but it's a like game breaking. Exactly, combat ability.
1: Aside from the wish spell, it is like the most game breaking ability
0: that doesn't hurt anyone. Right. It it only helps. Yes. Uh, you know. Does it? What, what do you? Whenever you use your performance of creation feature again, that's an action. Yeah. That's it. That's one action. Yeah. I create a house. Yep. <laughs> Like what now?
1: Now you know, maybe the DM says, "Well, you can only create the the frame. You can't create the walls because that's I a different create item."
0: A pueblo mud house. Yeah,
1: like like it's all about how creative the bard can get with it. And you can my my first thing was, can I make spell components that are usable, like that obviously get used, that get consumed by the spell? Can I just make it and have it just go on after the fact? That's Who a cares?
0: fantastic question i did not even think about that because my my mind says no of course not but when you're reading this nothing about this says you can't do it i wonder if anybody's addressed that yet because nothing about this says you cannot it's so
1: new i doubt that anyone is trying to drop you know that kind of thing um but yeah what i was I, i was i immediately thought of of you know uh any kind of resurrection um simulacrum that needs ruby dust ruby powder know can I make a ruby and crush it up you know that kind of thing
0: I am seeing if anybody has addressed this so far on um, online and I don't see anything yet I'm gonna have to do a deep dive in that ability because fucking Jesus it's so good
1: now granted again not helpful in combat but so good outside of combat Um, there's one other ability that the class has that's stupid the animated I love it. performance is just so stupid i love, so it. stupid. It's I love so it. stupid. it's so good everybody needs a fucking animal companion these days
0: i think Easy. i think this is the one that works the best because of bard like they're all about what they're doing with their bonus action but it kind of feels limited until this like using your bonus action to attack with the dancing item i actually think this is really cool
1: yeah
0: i again you're right everybody has a fucking animal companion but this this is cool cause it like you animate you you animated the bookshelf to be an item to help fight for you for an hour, right? See yeah. now,
1: if I'm the DM and somebody does that, I'm going to tell you right now, that bookshelf was already animated. <laughs> and it, it's it's going to do a little deception to act like it's working with you and then just start smacking the shit out of you.
0: Everything's a mimic?
1: It's not even a mimic, it's just an animated cabinet already. It has its own life already.
0: I mean, you could animate Your sword or whatever it is, you know. I would
1: love to see a fight between two College of Creation bards and just see all the various shit that suddenly starts springing up and attacking.
0: That's the thing, right? You can that you can take an action to create this object and then an action to animate the object. So, like, (laughs) yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's a great idea. I'm creating just huge fucking like teddy bears of stone that I then animate.
0: Exactly. You don't even need objects anymore, yeah yeah I think this is, I, I don't really know if it's good it, it scales with your level, which makes it good. it has a fly hover speed which is good um but it's just so fucking funny I think this is this is a really great animal companion. I think other animal companions kind of pale in comparison to how fun this is
1: this is magic beyond magic like yeah. magic explains everything but this literally creates something out of nothing. Whereas every other magic thing typically requires some cost to do it.
0: Okay, um, we, we're we're running behind, we're definitely okay. behind. But we're, let's get to the College of Eloquence.
1: Well, we don't actually need to. That's why I didn't mind taking time because we've already spoken about the College of Eloquence as it was in Theros. We did a whole section on it, so I anything change? Not nothing major change, just some wording but nothing crazy. Um, and the only reason they reprinted it was for Adventurer's League plus one usability. Bow, bow, bow. But yeah, it's the exact same class. It's as powerful as we remember it. Um, it's got, you know, the um, inspiration that doesn't go away if you fail. Awesome ability. So, yeah. It's, the it's only a- thing
0: on, on here that is trap like almost trash now is universal speech because you can change out languages whenever you want. Mm-hmm and everybody has so many languages anyways, this uh, has very little value.
1: Still, still, it's a cool thing in case somebody's speaking in a language that, you know, either maybe nobody knows, um, you know, like maybe the DM has a race of people that have been hidden in a geode for thousands of years and their language doesn't exist.
0: I guess, but like, you know, every party probably knows six to eight languages and at any Every other level, you can change your language out. So I just feel like that particular thing is a little less not valuable. as good. But yes,
1: yeah. As a whole, the subclass is very powerful.
0: Uh, yeah. Infectious inspiration. It's not great, but it's cool. It's super fucking helpful. It just it doubles your inspiration pool. Yeah. So like level fourteen, and I guess I mean, given you have unending inspiration, basically this is like I have all the inspiration in the fucking world to throw around yeah. now.
1: Which I, is I not... still say the silver tongue features the greatest. It's okay. Can't roll less than uh nine, then can't roll less than a 10 on yeah. persuasion and deception.
0: Yeah. That feels like, very bardy. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I just, I enjoy it. It's very so. appropriate for, for a bard, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. This is already in Theros. So we don't have to spend a whole segment on it. Um, in that case, we have uh what's next? Cleric. Cleric. Cleric, which has three subclasses.
1: One of which was in uh, Ravnica. So we will have, to, we'll be able to skip that one.
0: Okay, perfect. We'll be right back. Hi. Hello. We're back. It's dark outside. I hate that it's dark so early.
1: Yeah, well... I hate that it's still fucking crazy out there, and I don't want to go out there.
0: Yeah, we got hit with some wintry weather in this particular region. It's a little wild. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to get a pizza today. No, I'm not. Let's talk about a cleric.
1: Clerics are cool, too.
0: Tasha's cleric. Optional features.
1: See, you were surprised by the bard spells. I was surprised that these cleric spells that are added are so small there's like hey, i i'm surprised that a lot of them weren't just cleric spells to begin with it's like sunbeam like aura of vitality aura of life aura of purity power word heal Yep,
0: yeah. it's eight spells yeah it's not a lot no you don't get a lot it's fine i have no i literally I no wrote with it. okay in my notes like yep this these should have been but it's just it's not a huge change yeah, I have no power to heal really should have been a cleric spell, though.
1: 100% should How only be should only be a cleric yeah. spell.
0: Who's wh- who was that for? If not clerics.
1: God, it's such a good fucking spell.
0: It's really pretty great. Harness divine power. How I do love you feel this. about this? You I love, love it. it.
1: Really? Yeah, I like any added uses of channel divinity because there's a lot of shitty channel divinity options out there. Like, so many. And at most, at most, you'll get a third level spell back with this channel divinity. So it's not like it's overpowered or anything. You're not getting the ability to cast extra ninth level spells. It's just an extra option for a class feature that sometimes feels like shit.
0: This makes shitty channel divinities better. Yeah. That's that's what this does. Yeah, 100%. It kind of makes an incentive to not use your channel divinities, though, if you have like a mediocre one.
1: 100%, yeah. you It focuses you on what to use it on.
0: But it kind of homogenizes clerics a little bit. It's uh, so like, oh, well, we're all just going to use more spells instead of mm-hmm. our channel divinities, um, which, you know, could be turning undead. Nobody turns undead anymore. Um, hey, or whatever here. your other things are.
1: I think the problem with turn undead is that at the point that turn undead becomes really good, you're not fighting undead anymore because they're so low level.
0: And you're not turning big bad undeads.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're not going to turn a master vampire.
0: Yeah, turning Strad. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, so I think this is cool just because it makes shitty channel divinities better.
1: Yes, I, I, I like anytime there's an added use for a a class ability that doesn't really always get used. I think it's good.
0: Right. So you would burn. You essentially convert like it's like sorcery points. Convert your channel divinities into you know, uh, spell slots.
1: Yeah. First, second, or third. Nothing higher than third.
0: Cantrip versatility
1: whatever if cantrips are making or breaking your character build you're playing the game
0: wrong yeah and we already talked about doing this as a bardic thing so yep. i don't think we can to talk about it blessed strikes i like it
1: for some cl- it's kind of like the divine power channel divinity it's the same idea it's good for some clerics and not good for others uh, the the one that came to mind immediately was the life domain, which for some reason gets the divine strike ability, even though they're not really a frontline fighter. So yeah. I feel like this would be a good use for them, since they don't get potent cantrips.
0: Uh, I mean, this is basically like on, I'm going down to the uh, going down to the order fella here. Mm-hmm. Because, like, so the, the, the order domain, which is in Tasha's and somewhere else, eighth level, Divine Strike, you gain the ability to infuse your weapon strikes with Divine Energy. Mm-hmm. Once on each of your turns, when you hit a creature with a weapon attack, it deals a D8 psychic or more once you get to 14th level. Yep. When we're up here at, uh, at uh, Blessed Strikes. You're blessed with Divine Might. Oh, eighth level class feature, which replaces Divine Strike or Point Spellcasting. You're blessed with the Divine Might. When a creature takes damage from one of your cantrips or weapon attacks, you can deal 1d8 radiant damage to that creature. Once you deal this damage, you can't use this feature again until the start of your next turn. So this is just straight up better, right? Um, It's not
1: better um, necessarily um, because Divine Strike uh, increases eventually. It gets better. This does not. It will always be the same. Um, and Potent Spellcasting is a set number based on your Wisdom Modifier. So it's it's very much middle of the road like it is helpful but you know most clerics are going to have a plus four plus five for their potent spellcasting so you know that's right at that d8 level um for average and then uh any kind of melee melee any kind of melee cleric would obviously want divine strike because they'll get a 2d8 boost instead of a 1d8 boost
0: At level fourteen, yeah, prior to level fourteen, this can affect well their things, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so at level eight, I, all clerics either get divine strike to add to their weapon attacks or potent spellcasting to add to their cantrips. This and this, is this just yes, this just levels the playing field and gives you instead of a set amount for potent spellcasting, uh, you get a d8. And it's always radiant. Uh, in for divine strike, it varies depending on which order you are.
0: Right, like order is psychic, I think. Yeah, the, the order domain, I think, is psychic. Yeah. Okay, you know, I have mixed feelings about it. I don't, I don't know if it's. It's good. fine. It, it doesn't, doesn't
1: hurt anything. Nah. Yeah, it's it's very it's fine. It it doesn't hurt anything. It's a fair trade off if you want to change it out.
0: So the order domain, speaking of.
1: Yes. Is in uh, a book. It is in Ravnica, and we've already covered it. When we talk about Ravnica, right, and it's a middle of the road cleric, it's okay.
0: It's not great. Yeah, uh, heavy arm proficiency. Yeah, um, a, a lame voice of authority ability. Yeah, charming things, which doesn't feel that great. So this is a channel divinity that you'd turn into spell slots. Hmm. Um, I want to talk about embodiment of law, but I forgot to do the extra bit of research that I wanted to do Uh uh-oh if you cast a spell of the enchantment school using a spell slot of first level or higher you can change the spells casting time to a bonus action provided it's normally one action Mm -hmm. i meant to go to spells cleric that are enchantment spells
1: for clerics that are a slot of one level or higher
0: and i wanted to see how little that was
1: (laughs) i mean you know aside from dominate or charm spells you know what's their crown of madness let's see um
0: bane Less okay. Bless. Uh, command, p- p- Gius, hold person, mm-hmm. zone of truth.
1: I mean, it's it's fine. Anytime command you can take. Ones. Anytime you can quicken a spell, it's good. Yeah. Because then you can cast a cantrip on top of it.
0: It just uh, it's an eighth level feet I'm sorry, it's a sixth level feature. No, it's not. I'm yeah. sorry. It's six it. yeah. sixth level feature. Yeah. level feature. Uh. It's fine. It's fine. I think there's other better six-level cleric domain features. So I'm reiterating this is fine. Except its 17th level ability sucks. Yeah. It's trash. Trash. Yeah. Life. Possible yep. extra 2d8 damage per turn.
1: Yeah. That's that's all it is. That's all it is.
0: So I would feel real bad at level 17 as a cleric getting that ability. Yeah. So if yeah. you want to hear more of my thoughts about this, I guess go back to our Rabnica talk episode. <clears throat> but Peace Domain.
1: I like it thematically. Yeah. But I can't imagine a more annoying situation for an adventuring party than having to deal with the dude that never wants to fight.
0: He's he's uh, let's see, let's look at his Peace Domain spells, right? Go ahead. Heroism, sanctuary, aid, warding bond. Speaking of hope, sending some trash. Greater restoration, rare telepathic bonds. So they're okay. Fine. but yeah, what is what is the peace domain cleric doing?
1: The talk. You the entire goal is to talk your way out of fights. You gain proficiency in insight, performance, or persuasion, whichever one you think will help the most. And then it's all about the bonds, which I think is interesting. That so, so I'll read the bond one first because that's essentially what this terror thing's built upon. Goldening you can forge bonus. an empowering bond among people who are at peace with one another. As an action, you choose a number of willing creatures within 30 feet of you, equal to your proficiency bonus. You create a magical bond among them for 10 minutes or until you use this feature again. While any bonded creature was, is within 30 feet of another, the creature can add a d4. To the number rolled on an attack roll, ability check, or saving throw it makes, each creature can add the D4 no more than once per turn. Fine. It's It is what it is. I think it's um, great. It, it's fine. So my question to you is, and the issue that I have ultimately, would a DM allow this, allow this bond feature to take place if the group's
0: not getting along? Um Yeah, being at peace with someone is not being friends with someone.
1: So I could do this to uh, an NPC, perhaps, that I'm not really friends with, but we're not trying to kill each other right now. I think so. See, I don't know about that.
0: I think this is a really great ability that it's not strictly limited. You forge an empowering bond among people who are at peace with one another. Yeah. The the thinking is that they are allies, right? Not Mm -hmm. that they're like BFFs.
1: But what if, as soon as the fight ends, they start killing each other? Does it? Does the bond end?
0: Oh, well, it's nullified. I can tell you that much, right? Because <laughs> they both have it.
1: Well, I, but at the same time, it doesn't say anywhere that if these two start fighting, they suddenly
0: lose this bond. That, so that first line is a flavor line. It doesn't. There's no limit. There's no technical limitation saying you have to do it on allies.
1: I know, and that's the part that I don't like about it.
0: I mean, why? What do you care?
1: What do you, I? I just I, I I don't get the purpose of a class that's all about peace making it better for people to fight.
0: Uh, I mean that's a great question in terms of the consistency of it, but this is a really good ability. And it's, it's a fine it, ability. But it's like a it's like a bless you don't have to concentrate on. That's absolutely correct. And it's um and it gets better. It just it gets, gets better, better and better. Right. So, I think this is a great ability, and you could use it on yourself, but you probably shouldn't use it on yourself. Why wouldn't you? Because you don't want to be, you're not supposed to be attacking or anything, right? Yeah, but don't you need
1: to be one of the people that lives, so don't you need better
0: saving throws and shit? I don't fucking know. I don't know what a peace cleric's supposed to be doing. I think this is a great ability, even if it doesn't make sense for them, this is a great ability.
1: Yeah. I love, I love their channel divinity. This is a channel divinity that I would use all the fucking time.
0: This is the greatest channel divinity of any channel divinities
1: like i i would say that it's equal to if not better than the life domains it's so good
0: it's so good so good as an action you can move up to your speed probably 30 without provoking opportunity attacks and when you move within five feet of any other creature during this action you can restore a number of hit points to that creature equal to 2d6 plus wisdom modifier call it three a creature can receive this healing only once whenever you take this action it does not say there's any limit on how many creatures can nope. be healed this way.
1: Nope. So my first thought when I heard this was, okay, well, I'm making a Tabaxi, peace domain cleric, who's going to just double their speed before they do this and fucking heal everyone on the field.
0: If you ha- even if you have four allies, you know, like party of five, and yeah. you hit all of them. This is a second level class feature, healing eight d six plus roughly twelve. That's amazing.
1: So good, so good. The only downfall that I see with it is you can't heal yourself. Yeah, right. That's the only. That's the only downside, and it's a very small downside. Considering... I just think this is
0: especially lower levels, this is one of the best channel divinities.
1: Yes, hundred percent agree.
0: And I mean, if even if you can't heal everybody, guess what? I'm going to turn it into a spell slot. Mm-hmm. Right? Like my god, I'll turn, I... it,
1: I'll turn it into a third level spell slot and cast mass healing word.
0: I think this makes up for, you know, everything else in this class is having that channel divinity available. So yeah,
1: the protective bond, I I enjoy. I think it's actually super helpful. If, you know, if you've got a beefy barbarian in the party that's willing to take a couple hits as a reaction, he can just teleport to somebody else that's bonded to him.
0: That this bond makes sense for the peace thing. Yeah. You're my ally. I'm here to help you.
1: Yeah. At the same time, it's all, this peace domain is all based around your expectation of being in a fight
0: well i think yeah you're supposed to be watching over presiding over treaties or whatever but realistically clerics clerics aren't priests they're not sent out there to spread the word they're sent out there to get into some shit <laughs> right that clerics aren't clerics are supposed to be willing to engage in conflict
1: yeah um post spell casting they get damage to their cantrips and uh expansive bond uh, you know it just makes your bond even better the, the entire class centers around your this bond feature suddenly instead of only being up to 30 feet, it's up to 60 feet of each other. and whenever somebody teleports to take an attack for somebody, they get resistance to that damage
0: which is basically because you're using your reaction to do it. It's like getting resistance against one attack every turn. yeah it's it's a sh- it's a it's a major shield it's a big shield
1: yeah, especially you know, like you know, if you have a barbarian who's raging, they can use the reaction to take half damage. Right. Even if it's a damage type that's not physical. It doesn't say like so so if you're fighting somebody that's using a fucking fire whip, they can come in and take that damage for you.
0: Yeah, I think this is a I think that's a really good 17th level ability, right? Yes. And yes. it fits. It fits well with the class. It, it, I, the entire
1: class, while I don't agree that peace domain should be the title for this class, I agree that it's very synergistic and it works friendship, really well together. Friendship domain. The friendship domain would be a perfect name for this class. BFF domain. That. Yeah, I love that. That works so you, much better.
0: You just change it so you can forge an empowering bond among friends. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> that I concur with. Uh,
0: okay, let's quick get through Twilight Domain. So, I uh,
1: just overall, I found that this class, the subclass, was uh, uh, an amazing class for a very niche section of the game.
0: Their their domain spells are cool.
1: Yes, uh, then, I love the very, idea of clerics getting greater invisibility. I think that's hilarious.
0: They're very not clericky, right? Uh huh. Sleep, see invisibility, greater invisibility. Like these things don't feel clericky. Um. So, but I it really makes like... sense actually for the subclass. Totally right. Um. Because the twilight is that is it literally the transition like from sun down to darkness, right? Mm-hmm. So these are supposed to be kind of right there type clerics. Mm -hmm. Um, right there at the witching hour, so to speak. Yes. Uh, But they get proficiency with martial weapons and heavy armor.
1: Frontline fighters all the way. Makes all sense to the world, given their next feature.
0: You can see through the deepest gloom. Look at What's the range in that dark vision?
1: 300 feet of dark vision. (laughs) Wow. Which is every DM's nightmare. Gone (laughs) are the days of slowly revealing a dark cavern, because these guys
0: see right to the end of it as soon as it pops up. And... And they can share it has an action. You can share your dark vision for an hour.
1: Yeah. All creatures that don't have dark vision need a twilight domain cleric.
0: You can see 300 feet. Yep. 300 feet.
1: If I, if I ever DM for a twilight cleric, every single cavern I have is just going to be 10 foot winding paths.
0: No, it's full of fog. (laughs) it's just full of smoke and fog sorry everything you can't see it's obscured well i have dark vision. no it's obscured it's not dark it's obscured
1: yeah um Uh, the vigilant blessing is cool advantage on initiative rolls uh there's no limit on how much you can do it but it's just one creature at a time so
0: it's a little weird um because as an action you give advantage to the next initiative roll
1: yeah so you have to be expecting combat you do it out of combat um
0: yeah. I don't think I don't think it should say as an action.
1: I don't either. I think it should just say do it.
0: One creature I, you touch.
1: I think they say that as an action part, just to make sure that you're actually declaring that you're doing it, as opposed to just assuming that it is done.
0: Yeah, I guess
1: that's that's my that's but top. it does that's,
0: the benefit doesn't the benefit lasts until they use it or you use the feature again. So just I just think it's worded weirdly. It's fine. It's a it's yeah. a great first level ability. Great. Yeah. Right, first level uh and, and what you give one creature you touch including possibly yourself. Mhm. So I would I would just assume as the DM that the Twilight Cleric has an advantage on initiative at all times.
1: Ex- it, uh, well, see, that's the thing. Unless somebody declares it, I would not give it to them.
0: Correct. Like I unless you say otherwise, you the Twilight Cleric have advantage on initiative. Yeah. Which is great given your martial class.
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, although parlay- as a, as a cleric, when I when I was a cleric, I always enjoyed not I had terrible decks and I never went first. And I actually okay. enjoyed that because it let me kind of do triage of the situation right. after shit happens.
0: Cleric should be going later, but unless you tell me otherwise, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair.
0: All right, Channel Divinity.
1: So um it's not great, but it's not bad. So essentially you just fill an area with dim light, uh And whenever a creature, including you, ends its turn in the sphere, you can grant that creature either temporary hit points, equal to 1d6 plus your cleric level, or you end one effect on it, causing it to be charmed or frightened. And when I saw this, and I saw that these clerics get Lehman's Tiny Hut, I'm thinking to myself, this is the perfect pairing for fighting a dragon.
0: Right. This is a very specific channel divinity. Yes. Very specific.
1: Set up your hut. Set up your channel divinity. As soon as anyone's having issues, have them come back in. It's great triage for a fight.
0: But a smart dragon would just leave.
1: Well, yeah, of course. But obviously dragons are stupid creatures who the temporary the hit end.
0: points the temporary hit points kind of it kind of sucks mid-level. Like levels five through twelve. 1d6 plus, you know, eight is fine. But I say when- anything
1: under Anything under seven, I'd agree. Anything over seven, it actually, that's a pretty good sizable amount of temporary hit points.
0: Well, at level two, if they gave me one D6 plus two temporary hit points, that's fine. Yeah. But like level 20, if I'm giving you 21 temporary hit points, you know, what? how long does this last? One minute? Yeah. Every time you run in, that's pretty great. Pretty great. Yeah.
1: Now you that do could... have to end your turn there. So you fight, 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 run back, get your temporary hit points, or just stay back in the out. Sphere. Yeah, that if you're having issues, stay in the sphere. Yeah,
0: but again, absolutely. the sphere moves with you and lasts one minute or until you're incapacitated. Whenever a creature, including you, ends its turn of the sphere, you grant the creature one of the benefits. Imagine you and one other frontline fighter are in the ball, yep. and you're say you're level twenty. Yep, you're granting forty-two minimum temporary hit points every turn. Yep, that's, that's a, good. That's I mean, very good. Huge amount of yeah. hit points. Huge. Um, so I think that's actually a pretty decent ability for niche circumstances.
1: Yes, yes, which is I think the definition of this subclass: niche, super niche, but super good at that thing. Yes. Uh, uh, Steps of I the night. Why? Fly. Flying shadow clerics. I enjoy yes. the idea. Um, it only it only lasts for a minute, so you can't like fly up a mountain, but
0: you know it's cool. Uh, I mean, that's one combat. Yeah. You and... fly for fight. As a bonus action, you can give yourself a flying speed. You can use this bonus action a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, and you regain it when you long rest. So you can do it again another minute later. Mm -hmm. But it's not concentration or anything. It's just, I get to fly. You get to fly, yeah. So first turn, bonus action, only if you're
1: in dim light or darkness. So again, very very situational. Kobolds. Kobolds, Twilight Clerics. Yes, exactly. Uh, Divine Strike, we've spoken about. Um, You get a D8 on a weapon attack. It goes to 2D8 at 14th level twilight Um, shroud see you were you were ragging on uh on other people's 17th level abilities this one this is shit
0: uh Half, half cover it's plus two to your ac right
1: yes at level 17 if two is that number that's really fucking your shit up you know if you if going from a 20 ac to a 22 is making that big a difference nah something something's up
0: I'm pretty sure it's plus two. It is. Yeah, three quarters is more than that. Three quarters is plus five.
1: Yeah. Now three quarter. Yeah. Three quarters would be great. Plus five see is a number. Plus two at that high of a level. I mean, shit. Yeah. Everything that's it, attacking you gets plus eighteen to hit at that point. So. Right.
0: It's fine. It's a fine ability.
1: Uh, yeah. Just at level seventeen, it just feels like a letdown.
0: Yeah. It. It combining it with the other sphere effects, it ends up probably being okay, but it does feel kind of like a letdown. Yeah. So. Especially because this is a front line in theory, character.
1: Yeah. So my my, my last line was it was a joke. Uh, is a joke. It's a twilight cleric, Gloomstalker, and a conquest paladin walking in the dark. They win.
0: Now here's the thing, though the, the twilight shroud, which is the um, the twilight uh, sanctuary. Yeah. Ability doesn't work that well when you're flying above everyone.
1: No, <laughs> that's actually a, you're like an umbrella at that point. It's hilarious. Yeah, you like, to think okay, about.
0: guys, I got my ball up. Yeah, we can't fly. Oh, oops. Guess I'll yeah. come down there and nullify my flying ability.
1: It's like a shadowy Mary Poppins.
0: Right. It I don't know. I don't really. <laughs> All right, we went kind of long on this episode cuz the cleric had a lot to talk about. Um, you know, we're going to keep doing
1: this. I think we were much more positive with these two than we were in the past.
0: I agree. I think these were better than the Artificer and the, Bar- or the Barbarian. Bar-
1: oh, the Barbarian. Don't, I don't want to talk about it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Again, I think everybody's listening to these, so unless everybody tells me otherwise, we're going to keep doing it. Make sure Which subscribe
1: means and- Trude and Fight are next. Whoop, whoop, whoop
0: Make sure to subscribe and rate the show wherever you found it. Uh, follow us on Twitter, RWDPodcast. Rate the show. Please rate the show. And uh, send us your thoughts or D&D rants at rwdpodcast.gmail.com at And uh, I think, as always, we will see you next time, people.
1: Till then. Goodbye.